Ще не вмрела Україні і слава, і воля, Ще нам, братя молоді, усміхнеться доля. Згнуть наші вороженьки, як роса на сонці, Запануєм їм, браття, у свої сторонці. Душу тіло ми положим за нашу свободу і покажем, що ми, браття, козачкого роду. Душу тіло ми положим за нашу свободу і покажем, що ми, браття, козацького роду. Well, I, I read Marcus Aurelius yesterday, so today I finally am publishing my version of, well, my singing version of the Ukrainian National Anthem. That's what you just heard uh, at the beginning of this episode. Uh, the uh, I actually made that a while ago. I never uh, got around to publishing it because I wasn't sure if I really wanted to, like, uh, how much I wanted to fix it in audio in terms of, like, just getting rid of noise and stuff like that. I did a little bit, not too much, but there is the uh, National Anthem of Ukraine. If you don't know the words, and so it's all in Ukrainian, that's not the English. Um, I don't know if I could sing it in uh, English, to tell you the truth. Uh, the melody is is pretty, um, I, I would say natural, but I mean, I've grown up with this uh, national anthem my entire life. I don't, like, years uh, from childhood, uh, it, it's, uh, even singing this portion uh, singing it here alone in my my apartment uh, here in, while I'm living in Beijing, China. I mean, the melody came back uh, pretty quickly. And I even got most of the words right, too. <laughs> Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for joining me. And uh, this here is my audio blog wherein I uh, sometimes sing, sometimes read books, sometimes... Include sound clips from my day out, out and about my journeys while I'm traveling. Actually, one of the best examples of uh, sort of natural sound sound clips was my trip, uh, my trip just this couple months ago, actually in uh, October to Chengdu or November, Chengdu and Chongqing, wherein I, uh, in addition to a daily audio uh, blog of the day's events, I also included some sound clips of the, the, the journey itself. I also use this outlet, this uh, audio experience, to uh, publish some of my musical works, uh, notably December Drumming. I published a new drum track every day, on average, uh, and throughout the month of December. And then also in January, I took part in the uh, uh, Jamuary Song a day competition, 
And for those of you who were following along in real time, you'll know for a fact that I did not publish something every single day, but I did manage to make a track for every single day. The simple reason is because a lot, uh, sometimes I want to just fix up a song a little bit because it's almost there. And instead of spending days and hours on it, you know, I'd rather just uh, take, you know, another day, go through it one more time and then publish it. Um, and that way it doesn't, uh, when I listen back to it, I won't be always thinking about, oh, if I could, this way I've done as much as I could up until my current abilities. And I think this is actually very important for uh, a lot of us creatives to sort of get used to is simply... Uh, there's only going to be so much you're able to do right now without, you know, wrecking it. <laughs> Just publish the thing, move on to the next project. So that's what uh, I also published on, uh, published here through this uh, podcast, this small cast. Uh, you can also find all of this stuff. I've archived it all on my website, stephensersky.com. That's the uh, the grand archive of uh, my travel blogs, uh, a lot of audio clips there. A lot of travel videos actually go up to YouTube. I have a channel there, um, which you can find through the link uh, links on my website. So yeah, the national anthem of Ukraine uh, sung that a while ago. Um, <clears throat> I was debating whether or not I would I should do the Russian anthem as well in a show of solidarity. But I'm going to leave it with just the Ukrainian version, a Ukrainian uh, anthem as it is. I do wonder, because um, the current debacle that's happening in Ukraine, the war, uh, Russia's in incursion and invasion of the Ukrainian lands, um, they seem to be pulling back, but at the same time, uh, can you trust this? I know they're uh, saying that they are trying to rid the country of Nazis, and this is a massive skew of what's actually going on. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't really want to dwell on it so much. The reason it kind of popped into mind is because I, I'm publishing this national anthem, uh, my, my version of it, and I'll, I'll tell you, like looking at the, the words here, the translation, um, it, it's a very nationalistic song. And this is sort of the idea that Russia is saying that they're fighting against these uh, nationalists, which alludes to fascists and neo-Nazis and all those sort of bad uh, associations. However, what they're really doing, and because the, the way that they're skewing it is that they're, they're fighting uh, bad nationalists, they've basically said that anyone who believes Ukraine is a country is a nationalist and therefore a bad person. Uh, no, this is no. Just because you believe your country exists does not make you, you know, one of those nationalists, those extremists, who have those sorts of views. And that's what Russia is doing. They are. Uh, that's what the Russian media is doing. They're on board with this. So, if you can find any Russian television news reports, specifically the the uh, state sponsored. Uh, news reports, uh, the words that they're using, um, I mean, it's 
it's not a, a free press at all. And I don't, I don't think that it surprises anybody. Uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, the United States got criticized for, or is criticized for quite a bit, is how, um, you know, the country is falling apart at the seams. Uh, you know, they have so many pro- societal problems and issues and things like that. The one big difference between sort of like the <laughs> the media <laughs> and the way that things are dealt with in the United States and Canada, North America, and like other parts uh, of the world that are pointing their fingers in accusation of the United States uh, and the West, is that in the West, there are some fallback options. Notably, anyone and everyone can take you to court. Anyone and everyone can uh, write a, a blog. Anyone and everyone can have that right to free speech. And so it's, it doesn't really happen in other parts of the world. They, those parts of the world might say it does, but does it? Does it really? All right, I'm going to leave that subject alone. But there, the Ukrainian National Anthem sung for you guys so you can enjoy it. Uh, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed my, my tone. Actually, I think it took me two or three takes to get it. Um, a little bit nervous to sing it, to tell you the truth, because it is a song that's, you know, very prideful for a lot of people and means a lot. So I don't want to be uh, butchering it uh, too badly anyway. Uh, anyway, are you guys working these days, you English teachers? Because I'll tell you, I've been... It seems like I've been doing a lot of stuff that's not like why I'm in China for, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't, I think I was dealing with some work stuff uh, today a little bit and then a little bit on Monday. But uh, I mean, I don't think I've even gone near the office in a couple of weeks now. Uh, and it doesn't look like I will be anytime soon. So this is a. I can't really say it's worrying because, I mean, I'm not very worried about it. Uh, and and to be honest, it's not like I really have anywhere else to go. I've mentioned this before. The other thing is that um, even if I did go somewhere else, it means I'd have to move everything. And I I don't want to do that just yet. <laughs> so, uh, and speaking of moving things and uh, not wanting to move things, uh, one of the things I was spending my time today on was... Passport renewals. So that's going to be this year's fun. This mu- Actually, it's going to be done pretty quickly. Pretty soon. I should say not pretty quickly. I was on the uh, the uh, Canada website, the Canadian government's website. Uh, they sent me... I, I, I mean, I was looking into this months ago. The, the company gave me instructions. Uh, the embassy gave me some instructions of what to do. So I was going through that today. Seems pretty straightforward. The difficulty I see, there's one difficulty that kind of gets me is that if I want to mail in my passport renewal, which is something I'm kind of like, can't I just take it to the embassy? Uh, But if I mailed it in, I'd have to pay online. But I can't, (laughs) I can only pay online with like a credit card. Well, I don't have a credit card in China, so it's going to be a credit card that's based in Canada. I'm like, you know, if there's, I don't really like using my Canadian credit cards all that much just because if I don't have to, I'd rather use my China-based income to pay for things, right? Notably, Alipay or WeChat, something that I use every day. And I figure if I'm making 
Chinese money and I'm renewing my passport in China, then I should be using Chinese payments systems to uh, pay for it. Not sure if that will work. However, if I want to, if I insist upon using WeChat and Alipay and go pay in person, I was looking, you have to make an appointment. <laughs> and this is kind of funny. I couldn't help but laugh uh, in that, uh, in the drop-down menu, it, you go through this uh, selection process, like, what are you trying to do? What What do you need? Uh, is it emer emergency? Blah, blah, blah. And then, when are you free? What time are you available? The whole week was black, uh, grayed out. And then a little drop-down on Friday morning. You drop it down, there's four time slots. Every 20 minutes, between 8.30 and 9.30. That's it. There's only four available. <laughs> like, What? Four slots available to go pay for my my uh, new passport, uh, which you have to have the form filled in and your references and everything. So, and and the photos. Now I don't have the photos yet, so I got to do that. But before I get the photos, I got to go get a haircut because I don't want to look like this, extreme longer hair than normal, and then like my beard. I think I should get at least trimmed to look a little bit nicer. So that for the next five years when I'm looking at this and going through airports, people don't, you know, think some things, whatever those may be. Even if it's just that, oh, you must be like 47. And then it's like, well, actually, I am not 47 yet. Thank you very much. My beard's just very long. So, yeah, that's going to what I am. <laughs> I was looking at that today. I guess I'll have to do this in a couple stages because I, I, I can't. I don't know about you guys. If you try to do something like this all in one go, get the haircut, photos, passport application, I don't know. seems like a pain in the ass. seems like it's too much. So if anything, I'll go get the haircut one day, let the hair grow a little bit, and just in case, just in case it sucks, then go get the pictures, then make the appointment. I also got to find two references, which I, I assume shouldn't be too hard, but I... And it doesn't have to be two people uh, that I know that have known me for two years but aren't family. I think I can find two people <laughs> based in China. I think they have to be based in China. Um, I can't remember in South Korea when I had to renew my passport there if I was able to use someone who was not based in uh, South Korea at that time. Uh, I can't remember. Jeez, that was a while ago. <laughs> So this will be, uh, it's a little bit exciting because my passport, instead of saying my home, my current hometown, will actually say issued by Beijing. Won't that be so cool? You know, that, that's like your, your traveler's cred right there. Where was your passport issued from? You know, and I don't mean like your citizenship. I mean like who's the issuing authority on the first page of your, on the picture page of your passport, you know, so... Uh, I had one from Busan. What else did I had? Had one from Ottawa, uh, and then of course my hometown. And then uh, yeah, so this one hopefully should be Beijing, barring any unforeseen circumstances. And I guess the one thing I have to remember to do, and I uh, I'm not sure exactly how to tell them this, uh, but they do say that if you have a visa in your passport, a valid visa, you have to tell them because it could be damaged when the passport is canceled. So what they normally do is they stamp it, right? They hole punch it. And I'm guessing that if they did, oh, I can only imagine 
the shitstorm that would happen. You know, if I forgot, if I neglected to tell them, hey, there's a visa. I, I'm in China. Of course I have a visa. But <laughs> you would assume that they would do the cordial thing and like, well, he's in China. He's a foreigner. Obviously, he has some sort of paperwork to be here, normally like a visa. <laughs> he's not Chinese by birth. Therefore, you know, and China doesn't recognize dual citizenship. So, therefore, there should be a visa in here somewhere. Maybe we shouldn't hole punch it. I, I mean, and <laughs> you just kind of assume that, you know, the people that they would take that time to note where the visa is that is still valid. But I, I understand people are just doing their jobs. They're busy. They just want to go out for lunch too. It's Friday afternoon or whatever. I gotcha. So to make it easy, you do have to declare. You have to say, listen, I have a visa in this passport. Don't stamp this, please. Because if you don't hole punch this thing, please. Because if you do, then that just causes even more issues. Like I'm, not, I'm not even sure, to tell you the truth. If it were to be hole-punched, and then I try to go to the train station, for example, uh, with my new passport, or uh, like if I have to go get the old visa transferred to the new uh, passport, I'm not sure. This is where I get sort of dicey. Do I have to get a new uh, work permit put into my passport? Or how's it going to work? Because my current work permit ends at the end of August. And I think... As long as I retain the old passport with that work permit in it, I'm good to go. And I carry both passports with me until uh, the the expiry of that work permit. But I have to go get a new work permit anyway in this new passport at the end of August. So whether or not they'll recognize that work permit if it's been hole punched at that time. Like if I go rock on up there and say, well, I got to get this thing renewed. They'll be like, well, this is a avoided work permit it has a hole punch through it i can only imagine how many skimmers and scammers have gone through this system that have caused it to be so rigid in some some parts like this so anyway um i don't want to tempt anything i don't want to uh try to um play it you know, close to the edge. I'm going to be real safe with this, so I do have to, I guess, write a note or some sub, some sort of note uh, to uh, inform Canadian uh, Embassy. Hey, don't punch this. Don't hole punch this thing. And then I do need the old passport back. Please don't throw it out. <laughs> so we'll get around to that hopefully very soon. And that uh, if if that's the case, I mean, do I stick with this job as well? That would be the next next big question. I don't really feel like packing. I don't feel like looking for a new job. Um, actually, I'm not too worried about this current bout of employed unemployment, uh, simply because, uh, you know, there were a few good months. Uh, and although there's another outbreak for some, I don't know how there's a massive outbreak in Shanghai. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, but I don't think this will spread to that big as it did in 2019, 2020, right? Or specifically in 2020. So we'll see how uh, that uh, that goes. I was thinking about this, the uh, Marcus Aurelius yesterday. I was reading that. And then today I sat down to do my Chinese studies. And 
I don't, I, do you get, I can't remember. Do they have these subjects when you're teaching ESL? I don't remember talking about euthanasia, like uh, assisted death. Is it assisted suicide or assisted death? Assisted death, I guess. Uh, that was Sunday's topic in, in Chinese class. We had a whole chapter dedicated to it. Uh, today in the HSK5 books, it was about feelings about life. Like, uh, uh, are you a busy person? Do you work too hard? Uh, are you a, a thinker? Are you passive in life? Things like this. Uh, being busy. Are you appearing to be busy? And then the final chapter of the unit, because unit, the unit comes in three chapters, is all about playing chess. Uh, yeah, so I got through, um, I did two more chapters of character writing, and I put those videos up onto YouTube. I know, I, it, you might wonder, like, why are you doing that? And I'll tell you, it's just, it's like a slog. It's just a, a very small contribution, a little tick of keeping track of what I'm doing, keeping me on point. I do want to do all 36 chapters, and if I do two a day, I can get them done in like 12 days, which every time I do math like that, it never works out, so I'm not going to hold myself to that, but certainly I want to just, I, it's motivating me to get it done. Likewise, um, today I also read one chapter, and I can tell you, I, yeah, I don't, would I fall asleep if I was reading English? in the morning too, because I'm trying to read these things. And today's uh, text was about, you know, sailing. This is old sailor man seemed cranky, but really he was uh, just being very cautious in his, uh, on his sailboat, telling the sailors to, you know, prepare for the worst sort of thing. Uh, it, it was like every second word I was, ha had to look up every second character I had to look up. Um, in addition to like not knowing the actual vocabulary of the chapter, there's a bunch of words I just couldn't remember what they were. Like I'm getting drowsy and everything. <clears throat> now, so I'm sitting there going, does this happen when I read English during the morning? <clears throat> I don't remember doing that at all. Uh, like I'm drinking my coffee, had my fish oil, had my, you know, went for a run and everything. Uh, and I'm sitting down at nine o'clock, eight, eight o'clock, eight thirty, thinking, yeah, let's, uh, let's hit the books getting drowsy can't it just seems to i seem to drift off to social media land or looking out the window like, I, I remind me of my students like literally the students like hey pay attention you're not gonna learn by being on wechat all the time what am i doing i'm on wechat it's like, like it sucks you in how does that happen is it like the nature of a student to like, yes, of course, I, I know I should study. Yes, of course, I, I I am studying. You're looking at your cell phone. I'm checking something. <laughs> or the other excuse, oh, well, but I'm reading this article. It's in Chinese. And to be, to be fair, um, when I do that, they are in Chinese. Uh, I do take the time to read some of them, this so-called real Chinese. You know what I've noticed? It's a pain in the ass, first of all. Uh, but second of all, and the reason why is because I read so slow. It's like reading, again, it's like reading emojis. Uh, it's um, probably even, no, it's, it's slower than reading emojis. Uh, because 
emojis were familiar with in modern sense, uh, but these characters, there's a sound particle, a sound phoneme attached to each and every one of them. And so you're reading that. So you're looking at the character, recognizing it, phone, sounding it out in your head, and then wondering, or while you're doing that, you're connecting the the characters together. Do they Are they a solo character, or are they part of a group of characters, which means that they are a word, <laughs> a multi-character word. And so you, usually you look for things like uh, uh, the conjunctions or possessives, like de, uh, the character for de, like wode, uh, my, uh, or like a, a comma. Punctuation is usually pretty obvious, but uh, any sort of uh, conjunction like iran or ran ho, dan shi, uh, things like that, that's sort of a flag that, um, you know, the previous word stopped and there's a new word starting. <laughs> uh, but that being the case, you know, trying to focus on these HSK-5 books, I don't, it's not, why can't I be interested in it? And I don't know. And I know as a teacher, we struggle so often to create materials that keep our students engaged. And is it possible? I think it's a never-ending battle, to tell you the truth. It's just not something that can ever be won because the students have lives of their own and they're in class mostly because of what cat could happen once they finish their studies, not during their studies. It's almost like the, the process of learning is painful, especially if you have to pay for it and it's not something that's life or death. Uh, where like So you're sort of waiting for the end of your studies to actually see the fruits of all your labors, even though like... If you think back of all your labors, your labors were really genteel walks through a garden because you were just looking at WeChat the entire time. Basically, you're not focusing. With that being said, I do look forward to tomorrow morning because I'm going to try to get through another two uh, uh, chapters writing. I'm going to get through another uh, text. Writ, uh, so I'm going to read that as well. And then, because once I get through all of the the texts that are read, I have to go through the books again, do some of the grammar, and then I have to start writing. This is, like I'm sort of putting it off because I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, I don't know how much I'll be able to actually do, but uh, writing the characters first, reading the texts, going through the grammar, and then just start writing. Write anything and everything. Listen and write. That's the game plan from now until May 13th, at which point I will sign up for this test. HSK 5 in June. The game is on. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Show notes and tracks available on my website, stephenserski.com. Hope you guys have a uh, good Wednesday. Have a uh, good long weekend as well here in China. Looking forward to the rest of the week getting things done. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a good one. We will talk again. Bye-bye.